0: Welcome to What's the Bible Say? I'm Stephanie here with my co-host, Rebecca. We have a very exciting and a very important show lined up for you today. It's part one of a two-part series answering a very important question. Do all lives really matter? In fact, this coming what, Friday, which is January 19th, they're going to have the March for Life in Washington, D.C. It's a big event, a lot of things going on. And then Sunday, January 21st, is the, the time we celebrate Sanctity of Human Life Sunday. And so we're going to talk about what's the Bible say about it, why it really matters, and how we can live out what we learn in real life. And when we think about sanctity of human life Mm -hmm. i mean what
1: actually does that mean because that's not a phrase that we use every day but actually it's quite simple really the sanctity celebrating the sanctity of human life is actually just celebrating life yeah and not just certain lives but all of lives like a big birthday party in honor of everyone who's ever been born i like that (laughs) and you would think that everybody would be celebrating that because everybody who's alive has life. But you would be wrong and not only are people not celebrating life they're actually warring against mm-hmm. life which is such a mystery to me i mean why in the world do you think that is
0: yeah i don't understand why anybody would be against life especially because they're living they lives but there but it really comes down to you know perspective or the views that we hold there there are one of two ideologies there's the the biblical worldview, which is basically what the Bible says, comes from the the basis of belief that we have from Scripture. And then the secular worldview, which is ever-changing, and it True. moves with the tide of the culture. It's, it's kind of man's rationale and the cultural trends of the day. That's, ba- you know, the basic belief of the secular worldview yes. at the moment. And so, yeah, it's... It's the two worldviews. Yeah.
1: And I think it's very interesting to note that people who are not believers, they can often hold a biblical worldview about life. And they may not even realize that it is the biblical worldview or not. But that also means on the flip side that there are Christians and believers who they also could hold a secular worldview and hopefully it's not because they don't know what the bible says about life and that's one of the reasons why we are doing this podcast because we want you to know what the bible says about life and about
0: all things that yes. you know that we face every single day so in terms of life i think one of the primary issues at of- the core of the argument is, is whether someone is human or not. (laughs) You know, either a baby at conception is a human being or not, either a person with special needs or um, Down syndrome or even dementia, either they're human or they're not. Either a mentally ill patient or a mentally challenged person or even a person suffering with depression, either they're human or they're not. Because, see, here's the thing. If they're all human and and we know that they are, then all deserve equal protection, equal respect and ultimately the right to life. Yes, absolutely. And my friend Dina, who I'm going to
1: share her story a little bit later in the episode, but she puts it like this, and I think it's very wise. She says, as an early age, we are taught to sort categorize Mm -hmm. choose the best and leave the rest and that's a great principle to follow if you're in the grocery store (laughs) buying produce but the problem is that somehow we've translated that over to humans Mm -hmm. and not and i'm not just talking about abortion here but in all of life somehow we in our minds we sort and we categorize people and we decide based on our scale, Mm. how much worth they have. right? And it starts off in our minds. And I don't know why we do this, but it starts off in our minds. But eventually, that can permeate into our actions. And before you know it, we've made a fellow human feel less than Mm -hmm. or not worthy because maybe they've inconvenienced us or somehow we've decided that their worth is less than mine. Oh, But the truth of the matter is that... All of God's creation is valuable and he is the only one with the authority to judge a person's value. Because if someone was created by God, they all deserve equal protection. Right. And all of this is well and good, but actually how do we know that? Or what what does the Bible say about where does life come from? Mm-hmm. Does each person really matter? does God value life I mean what does the Bible say about it
0: yeah so we're going to look at that first question which is where does life come from and God uh, God answers that for us in Genesis chapter 1 right at the get-go you open the Bible Genesis chapter 1 verses 26 and 27 he says he said then God said let us make man in our image according to our likeness let them have dominion over the fish, over the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth and every other creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male hmm. and female, he created them. So we were all created by God. We were all created for God. And we were created in his image. Which I think is so cool because
1: if, if God cared enough to create us in his image, how, what a compliment that is to us that we are in his image. Yeah. I, I think
0: that's amazing. It's, it's absolutely a compliment and a responsibility that we image him well. Ooh. You know, that, yeah. that we image the creator well. In Jeremiah 1, verse 5, he says, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Hmm. Before you were born, I sanctified you, which means I set you apart. Hmm. I ordained you to be a prophet to the nations. This is God talking to jeremiah about his birth and his life and his calling on his life and Mm -hmm. i love the words that god chooses in this passage of scripture he says before god formed us that word formed means fashion or molded and it's actually the same word for potter which Mm -hmm. is used in isaiah chapter 64 8 where he says i'm the potter you're the clay you know in other words he pottered us he molded us and he fashioned us intricately Mm -hmm. on purpose for a purpose and just like with Jeremiah, he had a plan for his life. He has a plan for your life and for my life mm-hmm. and for every person's life because every life matters. And, and why that's so important to me is it's huge. It means we're not here by random chance with, with you know, just kind of to ping on the planet and find our way and try to yes. hopefully do something that makes a difference. We're here because God placed us here. And he yes. calls us to image, his well, image him well for his glory. And mm-hmm. um, I don't know, that's powerful, you know. So what value does God place on Mm -hmm. our life? That's an important question with a really good answer. In Psalms Mm -hmm. chapter 139, I love this whole passage, and maybe you're familiar with it, but we're going to go over it real quickly because we don't want to miss what God has for us here. Psalms 139, 13, he says, You created my innermost parts. You wove me or you knit me together in my mother's womb. So Before technology and sonograms came about, you would not have understood what this verse really means. The intricate workings that take place at conception and in a mother's womb as a baby's growing in different stages until birth. But now, if you look at a single time-lapsed sonogram, you would be able to see how beautiful and how true this passage Amazing. of Scripture is. what they can do with technology. I know. And it's kind of brought to life, you know, it was hidden in the dark before. Absolutely. So, so, so God wove us. He knitted us together in his mother's womb. And, and we didn't become a human baby because we started to look like a baby. Mm. We became a baby, a human baby, at the moment of conception. That's when it took place. God began that master weaving, of knitting us together in the womb at conception. Yes,
1: and and I love verse 14 as well when it talks about that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. Mm. I just learned this just like a few months ago. It just was revolutionary to me that that word fearfully is actually the same word As reverently and when you think about you know every time we uh, somebody has sex the baby is not formed but when God chooses for that baby to be formed it's a reverent act that he does whether the parents are reverent about it or not Mm -hmm. and sometimes parents are flippant about it and casual about it but God is never ever flippant about it it is a holy moment at the moment of conception. And that means a lot to me. That means I was Mm. planned and it was
0: special and important to God. Wow. A holy moment. Yes. That's beautiful. God doesn't Give some lives more value than others. Right. You know, those with disabilities are no different than those who are born and remain healthy throughout their whole lives. There's God doesn't distinguish between the two. In fact, in John chapter nine, verses two and three, he gives us a really beautiful illustration of this with um, the story about the man who was right. born blind. Right. He says, and his disciples asked him, Rabbi, and talking about Jesus, they asked Jesus, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he would be born blind? Jesus answered neither that this man sinned nor his parents, but it was so that the works of God might be displayed in him. So this is a powerful verse that reminds us that all lives matters, regardless of age or stage or or disabilities or, or healthiness, you know, all That's lives right. matters. And, and there are a whole lot of other verses in scripture. These are just a few. Yes. So why does this matter? What we believe
1: about what God says about life? Well, we're only mm-hmm. going to mention one in this episode and then and we're going to talk about some others in our second episode. So be sure to listen on our next episode. But it matters what we believe about life because it makes a difference of how we treat others. Mm-hmm. My friend, Dina, that I mentioned um, earlier in the episode, her story is one that we can all learn from. She um, she and her husband got married and they had their first baby girl, Kelly, and then a few years later, their son, Jack, was born. And she could tell right away that this pregnancy was gonna be very different. Mm -hmm. Well, it was. Jack was born with, make sure I say this right, Beckwith-Wiedemann syndrome. And of course, there were a lot of fears and, and and tears and struggling and learning how to care for this special baby. And eventually, they were able to figure out a routine. And John, her husband, went back to work. Kelly went back to school. And Dina decided that she was ready for her first outing uh-huh. with Jack by herself. And so what better place to go than the mall? So she was excited uh-huh. to do something fun and, and kind of casual with her new baby and so she pushed him into the stroller into the elevator and, and a lady walked in behind her and as soon as the lady saw the baby carriage she began to ooh and ah she could not wait to look inside and see this precious little baby but when she looked inside and she saw sweet jack and his tongue hanging out she instantly mm-hmm. her countenance changed and her tone changed and she kind of stiffened up and said what's wrong with him oh. which of course you know, took Dina back and she, she said, God gave her grace to compose herself and to answer the lady kindly. And, but she said it really bothered her. Of course she Mm. went home and she cried and she, she, then she, then it turned to anger and she was like, Lord, how am I going to be an advocate for my son? And she kept pondering that question over and over again. What's wrong with him? What's Mm. wrong with him? And she said, Lord, how am I going to answer this? I love my baby. I, I know you created him. And then it hit her. And she realized that if God created Jack, which he did, then God does not make mistakes. Mm -hmm. And that actually there's nothing wrong with Jack, that he is exactly the way that God wanted him to be. Does Jack have special challenges, different challenges, different strengths than you and me? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. But guess what? Who doesn't? We all do. And at the end of the day, Jack, yes, he's different, but there's nothing wrong with him. He's perfect just as God intends. And that gives Jack and everyone else immense worth and value to God. And when we understand that it's God who reverently creates life, Mm -hmm. how can we not follow and value it as well?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, And it matters that we understand that all life has equal value. We know that God knows it but we need to know it and live it out. I think about my mother-in-law when she had Mm -hmm. dementia. She was diagnosed with dementia and and she was in her early 80s and I mean it was hard. That For all you caregivers out there, kudos to you. Hang on. Cling tight to the Lord through this process that that he's with you and for you. But listen, it's hard because you see them change and you lose them before you really lose them. Mm, But for her, her value didn't change because she didn't know where she was or what Mm. was going on she was still a human being and her value she was my husband's mom she's my mother-in-law that didn't change because she was going through of a, a mental issue or a, right. a sickness. So all life matters. And we cared for her in our home for about a year. And then she got to the place where I couldn't care for her anymore. I wasn't able to. And until we searched out and we found this really great, loving, an assisted living facility. Mm-hmm. They took her in. They cared for her with dignity. And every yes. time I went, she was clean. She was well fed. And she was her feisty, dementia self, you know. But <laughs> but we we loved her. To the end... Not to the point where she got dementia and then she had no value. She had value from the day she was conceived until the day she went home. That's such a sweet testimony for
1: sure. It also matters in how we treat the unborn, which we're not actually going to talk about in this episode. We're going to talk about next in our next episode. And I'm really excited for you to hear a very personal story that Stephanie has to share about that. So
0: be sure to be listening as we discuss that going further. So it matters. Life matters. If we look back at the question, do all lives matter? Yes, absolutely. Whether unborn child, whether you're a child born with special needs, whether you're a soldier who went through some Mm -hmm. type of incident, you have no arms, you have no legs, an uh, an elderly Alzheimer's parent, someone who has a coma after an accident, um, life is a life. And the value stays the same throughout the existence of that life. Oh, that's right. So, so how, how are we going to apply this to our
1: life? What are some things that we can do to honor that? What, what's something, Stephanie? Well,
0: I think one thing we can do is we can stay away from the games, um, whether they're card games, mm-hmm. online games, even TV shows and movies that, that make yeah. you choose which life deserves to live and which life deserves to die. Like, yeah. does this life deserve to live or die? Uh, There's a terrible game out there. I I can't remember the name of it,
1: but you get cards and it has um, scenarios on there. Like if your mother-in-law was in the nursing home with dementia or your friend had a car accident and became an amputee, Mm -hmm. which one of those would you choose to live? I was like, that is a terrible game. That just made me sick. Who comes up? these kind I don't of know. games but it, it's not
0: something to sit around and laugh about no. or it's not a joke it's no. definitely not a joke and it desensitizes us to the value of other people's lives and it really is a matter of programming minds yes to to that's exactly what to it deem is. some people more important than other people it, and that's, it's definitely not a way to renew our minds that's so against god's plan so that would be number number one, stay away from games and online games and all of that stuff that's going to really kind of take your mind in a place that doesn't need to go. Right. And then number two is treat other people with greater respect. You know, mm. we need to put that back into the, the core teaching and principles of parents, teaching your kids that they need to respect other people, regardless yes. of how much you differ, regardless of race or culture or appearance or, you know, health or belief or belief or whatever. That is all lives matter. Um, because we're equally important to God. And if they matter to God, then they should matter to us. That's right.
1: And I think of a third one, too, which is don't think of yourself more highly than you (laughs) ought to think. Yes. Philippians 2, 3, and 4 in the Amplified Version says, Do nothing from selfish or empty conceit through factional motives or strife, but with an attitude of humility, be neither arrogant nor self-righteous. Regard others as more important than yourself. Wow. You know, that's a challenge for us because Mm -hmm. guess what? Guess who your favorite person is? Guess who my favorite person is? It's we are our favorite person. And in case you're wondering, you're thinking, no, I'm not. Next time you find yourself in a group photo, Mm. look and see whose picture do you look for first? Guilty. We look for our (laughs) own faces first because it's important to Mm -hmm. us. And often we decide if the picture is good or bad based on if we looked good in it. So... Remember, stay away from bad games, things that desensitize your mind. Respect others and don't think of yourself more highly than you ought to think. That's a lot to think about today. It is.
0: It is. All good stuff. Yes.
1: Thank you so much for listening and watching. Please stay tuned for part two of this topic. And if you know someone who is curious or maybe they're confused by what they're hearing in the media or at school mm. then please share this episode with them be sure to check out more episodes on whatsthebiblesay.org there you'll find dina's complete testimony and under our free resources tab and all the links where you can find us you can connect us up there and we just want to leave you with one quote before we say goodbye from max Licato: you weren't an accident You weren't mass produced and you aren't an assembly line product. You were deliberately planned, specifically gifted, and lovingly positioned on earth by the master craftsman. Have a great day, everybody.